I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's today's topic. Vision board. So for our third anniversary, which sounds utterly crazy to say, we first want to say thank you to all our listeners Mm -hmm. um, from around the globe. Don't even know what that's about, but... um, we want to say thank you to our listeners. You guys make this worthwhile. Um, and even the Instagram comments or the likes and the posts, like all of that, we really do appreciate it. And we want to say a thank you. And so we thought for our anniversary episode, we do a vision board this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 2020 was 2020. Yeah. I and- mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, I agree with you. Like it's been... Um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of support for the podcast, especially over the past couple of months and had some like awesome, like messages and people talk to us on social media. So that's been like really cool. We're really excited to see what happens. And yeah, I mean, 2020 was like, it was a shit show. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, like everything. Right. And, and everyone felt it in all sorts of different ways. And we all felt it together. Um, and, you know, we're going to, feel the um, repercussions of it for probably a little while longer. But I think the light at the end of the tunnel is there. I think it's very evident. Um, And we're just excited to kind of jump into 2021. And so, you know, every year, you know, people are like, I do vision boards, right? Like I did one last year with some friends, you know, Tony was just telling me about his And we just thought this year of all years, like, it's going to be so important to really just harness like what it is that you want, get really clear on what it is you want. And like, you know, something that we'll continue to dive into, but like Tony and I are like, how to make projects happen this year. Like, we are ready for that renaissance that is coming. And I want to be red. Definitely. Oh, yeah, it's definitely coming because seeing there, there was lots of wonderful work that had still happened in 2020. Um, so I definitely think that it can be done. Um, and so, yeah, so it definitely can be done. So I just, I want to, I just want to have a clear goal and intention because I have found over the years that when you have a clear goal or intention, it can follow you through the rest of the year. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, like one year, my whole mantra was just to be petty and I was petty for an entire year. And so were Wait. all of my friends. Danielle was one of Wait. them. <laughs> I was just going to say that was like our joint one. And Tony and I would like go out together or like be around people and say something. And everyone's like, you guys and we're like, no, like penny for petty for, I don't even remember what year was it, it was. Petty for like, 2019 or? No, I was it 20. It was like, I think it was 2017 or 2018. I don't know, but like, and the, it sounded like it, it was so funny though. So ridiculous. And then the, the year that like all of us turned 30 is like, it was collective was like, we're too old for that shit. So like all of us, all like my group of friends and everything's like, we're just too old for that shit. So like a lot of like stuff we just stopped doing because we allowed ourselves the space to just be like, I'm too old for that. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm beyond it. Like, I'm just not going to give into that. And I I realized that like last year in, in uh, last year in particular, which as crazy as the sound, I still accomplished all of my goals for 2020, which mm-hmm. I don't know how, 
a good portion of them happened in the beginning of the year. That's that's to be fair. But I still was able to accomplish them. And and I don't want to let the that that I don't want to let the nightmare that most of 2020 was derail me from putting that same energy into 2021. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, you know, I actually as we're recording this, I'm gonna take out my notebook that I did my vision board in because Tony and I were talking about this earlier. We are both fans of the like vision board, not like the stereotypical one, but like in the notebook. So every time I open up my notebook to work on projects, create, write down choreography, journal, it's right there in front of me. So while Danielle grabs her book, I'm going to kind of explain that a little more because that's our first question for us is like, what were our goals for last year? Um, So the vision board notebook is how I like to call it. So like, I don't know if we really talked about this, but as choreographers, oh my God, our books look the same. Like as choreographers, <laughs> we are constantly creating choreography. You know, me and Danielle teach multiple places. Then we do outside projects and work for theater companies and all kinds of things like that. So we constantly are writing on choreography or notes from meetings. And so last year when it came time for me to create a vision board, I was like, I don't want something that's going to sit in my house and not be with me when I need it. Like when I'm in my house, I'm in my house. But when I'm in rehearsals or I'm like in a studio writing down notes or in production meetings, like that's when I need that extra boost. So it would be so cool if I had something then. And so I told myself, why not put my vision board in the middle of my notebook? Mm -hmm. And in the process of that, I wrote little notes to myself throughout it on random pages and glitter pens, of course. Um, but it, and and it's nothing like crazy. Like I didn't pull quotes or anything. It would literally be like, you can do it. Or like on one page, it's like, I know today sucks, but you don't like little stupid things like that to myself that like, I forgot about like the big page I remembered, but the little notes, like I was choreographing something for one of my schools and I saw like today sucks, but you don't. And I was there like, actually today's a really good day, but it just made me laugh that like, I was thinking ahead for the future on all those pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like an idea I would say give to a lot of our dancers and choreographers out there put it in your book put it in the thing that you're going to see every day and don't just let it be something that's hung up on your wall that you may or may not see regularly that yeah. is what I, I would definitely say start there that might be a great place for a lot of you guys yeah so our first thing up what were your goals for 2020 um and did you meet them Okay. I was just going to say, let's look at this. So, you know, I'm noticing I have a lot of quotes in here, a lot of stuff about like love, the self-care, um, water. I guess one of my goals is to like drink more water, (laughs) stand, choreograph. Um, I have traveling, fitness, wine, um, you know, saving money. And I think amidst the shit show, there were some things that did happen. Right. There um, you go. Some of it still happens. I yeah, I mean, I have a couple things in here about traveling, pictures of different places, um, or just like traveling and stuff. And I will say that while I stayed pretty much for the most part in well, okay, let's pause. So because I'm like for for me, I'm like 2020 started in March. <laughs> right. It didn't. Um right. I did. I, um, I did actually travel. I went to, I went to Montreal in February, literally right before the shit hit the fan. Um, I did travel. I did leave the country. You know, I know. Right. I'm like, that was, that was not last year. Um, and it was awesome. Montreal, um, side note is like a really interesting place because yes, it's in Canada. Um, 
and it's really easy to get to from New York, but it truly feels like you're in like Europe. Um, so that was awesome. And then I was going to say, uh, you know, I did travel a little bit, like, you know, over the summer when things were like, a lot better in New York. And I stayed in the state, like, let me preface, but like, I did do like a weekend, you know, a pod weekend away with some friends upstate. And we, you know, we went wine tasting at different vineyards and we like went hiking and went to like the gorge and swam in the gorge in Ithaca, which is interesting. One of my photos here is like basically of a gorge. And I was like, wow, that reminds me of where we went in Ithaca. And like, I went camping one weekend, like all the way upstate, like literally on the Quebec border. Um, And that was awesome, like on a lake and went on a boat and like swam in the water and just like met really, you know, cool people again, like quarantined, very safe group. Right. Um, But I did travel to places I had never been. I hadn't been to either of those places upstate, you know, Um, and I went to wineries and I will say that I worked out a lot during this, during, especially in the beginning, during all the stay at home, like I got really focused on my Matt Pilates work and getting really strong and like really focused on, you know, doing Matt Pilates and, and making sure I'm doing it correctly. And then in terms of, you know, other things, like I didn't dance as much and, you know, that was a whole thing, but we continued to do this podcast. I got really good at self-care. I really focused on like, what do I need right now during all of this? How am I staying safe? And I have in here like a little list of things I wanted to happen. And I have a promotion and I did get a promotion. Like I did get a promotion at work and I'm continuing to do more stuff there. And I think a lot of what I have here was almost like stepping stones. And now like, here we go, right? Like here we go into 2021 when like, I'll actually be able to see my friends and do things again because we will, we really will. The light is coming, but yeah. So it's, it's always interesting to look back, but what about you? You're, oh, Tony, you're muted. LOL, Zoom recording, you guys. I love that. I love that. Um, I... Uh, so for me, my goals were to book three shows and introduce myself to two new companies. And so the like the thing with that is like I had been booking. First of all, I should say I know that sounds so small to only you know to book two gigs, but like I don't know if we talked about this in the episode. Like as an adult, like booking gigs takes a lot of your time, mm-hmm. and like. While in a perfect world, it would be like, I, you know, when you're younger, it's, that's what it is. Let me explain this for the younger, younger listeners. When you're fresh out of college, you're like, I want to book a million gigs a year. One, it doesn't work like that. Two, that's a lot of time and energy you have to give to a gig. Like you're in rehearsals all day and you're probably, you may or may not be working a secondary job on top of that. Or, and a lot of these projects overlap or don't finish at the same time. Um, so I just said, I really want to book more. I want to book at least two to three gigs and I want to introduce myself to new theater companies. I worked with two new theater companies all before March. Um, and I booked three, one, two, three, four, wait, 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 wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven seven gigs technically over the course of the year 
and two of them were during the pandemic. Um, so like the it's crazy to me because another like another big thing is that I want to put that time and commitment to my family. So I didn't travel like I wanted to, but I ended up spending a lot more time with my family than I originally thought I would, which actually worked out really well for me because I haven't been able to as an adult me that lives in New York City, very far from my family mm -hmm. in the South, you know, and like I don't always have like when I'm not teaching in schools, I use that downtime to be in somebody's theater or rehearsal space. So I don't always have time to come home and visit my family like I want to. Um, so to be able to be here, like for the small stuff, like my grandmother's birthday, she turned 86, yeah. turned 20, or like being here for my niece, my niece and my nephew's birthday, you know, or those just random days where no one's doing anything on a Friday. So we randomly all get together and watch movies and cook out on the grill and, you know, like play in the yard or play a game of spades. Like those random moments where I like, I just put family down, but knowing now what those random moments actually turned out to be just make me happy and grateful that I was able to find those moments in the midst of the chaos. Um, yeah. Or even with those gigs, like I didn't think I was going to book all of that in the span of getting to March. But like I had booked a job that started rehearsals the first week of January. Like this time last year, I was starting, mm -hmm. what company was that? Prospect Theater? I can't remember. But like, I had just, like I was in the, like in the first meetings would have been this week, last, this time last year. So I accomplished a lot, which I'm, I'm with Danielle. Like my brain keeps saying everything, the year started in March, but it didn't. <laughs> But I accomplished a lot in those first two months of the first two to three months of the year. And even during the pandemic, directing, uh, I directed your Get Man Charlie Brown via Zoom. And that was like the most interesting thing in the world because I did not know what I was doing at all, trying to do it all online. Turned out great. Um, got in the recording studio towards the end of 2019, 2020. And like that was re just recently released this year. So it was just a lot of wonderful surprises amidst the chaos for me that I was like, oh, things can still happen. Like when I look back, like there are moments where I'm like, I think this was all just miserable. But when I look back, I actually see there were some actual wonderful things that did take place there. Yeah. So that leads us to our next question. What are our goals and some things in our vision board for this coming year? And let's start with, career first and then we can move into our like personal stuff okay um well for me something I, I already said is I really want to choreograph I really want to put out work um I did not put out any work basically in 2020 I mean I had like a dance show at school which <laughs> well literally happened the day before we shut down. So I have to giggle about that. But a lot of that was like pieces that I had finalized before winter break. And then, you know, we yeah. finished, you know, for, anyway, it wasn't really truly um, creating. There was a lot going on in my, in my school year last year that um, honestly feels so long ago and, and needed, needed that kind of break, physical break away from it. Um, so my goal is to choreograph and I actually um, am already starting to work on a project. I started thinking about it at the end of last year in like November, December. And I just really thought about what exactly is it I wanna do. And I told myself I have to do it. Um, 
and I gave myself a timeline, but yeah, I want to create and choreograph. And so it's going to start with this one project and it's going to be done by the end of the month. Um, and I want to submit my work. So those are my like big, my big professional goals or career goals would just to be to create more and submit my work, create and submit. And I also, in terms of teaching, cause you know, that is my job. Um, I want to have really exciting and engaging lessons and I want to be excited to teach. And so I've actually been working this past week, you know, we went back to school on Monday on what are those lessons? How am I going to do them? We've been, I've been working to revamp our entire schedule for my team of teachers to like have us all do synchronous lessons. So for those of you who don't know, remote learning has um, the two big words in remote learning are asynchronous and synchronous. So as oh. asynchronous means that they are pre-recorded and the kids just log on and listen or watch them or complete work independently. And then synchronous means you're actually live on Zoom or whatever platform you use teaching them. And for um, all of the fall semester, besides kindergarten toward the very end of the, of the fall semester, I've been teaching asynchronously and so has the rest of my team of specials teachers. And I, as well as them, really want to teach synchronously I can just do so much more. So I've been already working on what does that schedule look like? What do those lessons look like? Because I want to be excited about what I'm teaching. I want to be super like, I decided to go into teaching full-time for a reason. And I think last year kind of, that kind of went away from me a little bit. So this year I'm back and I'm excited. And even if we're remote till the end of the year, you know, um, so basically just fucking creating, mm. like creating and showing work and like having awesome, like teaching lessons. So yeah. What about you? More toward that. For me, I want to, if at all possible, get back to those gigs that I couldn't get back to because those were, um, so I, love new musicals and I'm a huge fan of like new ways to tell stories or different perspectives so I was actually working on a um, older musical but in a new context and then I was working on two new musicals and I really would love to get back to them or just I want to continue working on new musicals just because as much as I love the current canon that we have uh, living in New York, especially, and being able to see off-Broadway shows or, you know, seeing shows before they get to Broadway or they don't have a big enough life to make to Broadway. Like, there's some amazing shows that have happened off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway that just never make it to, to Broadway because Broadway's more commercial. But, like, those shows I just love more. Like, if you're looking for, you know, an off-the-beaten-path musical, which may be coming to Broadway, um, mm -hmm. is a Strange Loop. I saw the Broadway postings for that, you know, whenever that happens again. But like, I just love doing new musicals. So my goal for this year is if at all possible to get back to those new musicals I had to set down, you know, finding new, new musicals to work on um, and being more present for myself. Like I'm, I'm one of those people that like, I will, I will get comfortable and not do anything for like 
a month or two and then be like, oh my God, I haven't done anything productive and then like scramble to try to force myself into productivity. And I don't want to do that. I want to be better about just being consistently, consistently present when it comes to my art. Um, And like I said, looking for new ways and new people to collaborate with and expanding my pool of dancers. And like, um, I was talking with, um, a partner or earlier, a collaborator earlier today, because just like Danielle, I too have started the idea for a project that's on its way now. Um, and I, I miss like hiring dancers to work and perform and like be in that rehearsal space and looking out for them. Like I, I really do miss that aspect of being a choreographer and like assisting dancers and like things like that. I really do miss a good portion of, of, of doing that. So I definitely want to get back to that. As far as teaching goes, I want stability in some regards. And I say that as in, I'm not a full-time teacher. Well, technically right now I am. Um, But I want stability in the sense of I want, and this is as political as I'm gonna get, so catch my vagueness. Um, I want those in charge of education to put students at the forefront of that priority but also not ignoring the teachers that have to get up every day, the teachers, administrations, lunchroom staff, janitors, security, you know, all the adults that have to be a part of that, um, at a part of those decisions too, I want their voices to be heard as well. Um, because that is, that, that is what I saw a lot of in 2020 was a lot of choices were being made based on a portion of the student population in New York City and not all of the student population in New York mm-hmm. City and, or just ignoring teachers altogether. Or like, there were several moments where I felt like we were an afterthought and I don't want that to be the case. Like I, if your teachers aren't happy, we can't be, we can't be good to our students. We can't be great for our students, you know? And so I, that is what I say when I want stability. I want, I want to go to work when I teach and feel just as empowered as I do when I walk into a theater. And I want that for my students too. So that that that's kind of my goal. And I I know that's a very far-reaching and ethereal goal, but I think the only way I can achieve that or attain that is by uh, voting and paying more attention as to who's in charge at the upper levels of education in New York City and and further. Because I don't think I ever cared before. Like, I think 20, that's something I learned in 2021. Like, I actually learned who's the head of the Department of Education in New York City. Learned his name, have thoughts and opinions about him. But I never knew before. And that's something that I go, that I was like, oh, this is something that actively affects me, you know, or who the Secretary of Education is. I will be that person to say, I've been teaching for 10 years, over 10 years. I don't know how long. Me and Danielle been doing this for a while. But like, um, I did not know who the... Secretary of Education was until the current one. Oh, same. I will. I will agree. I never about her, you know, without going too political. But it's like the fact that I never knew who that person was, and that person is actively fighting for a lot of the grants that allow me to go into these schools that don't have funding for full-time dance teachers, you know, or Mm. schools that get grants and are allowed to have a spring musical, and are able to hire me in, and so I'm the their first introduction to musicals. You know, that's realizing the importance that that person or that position had on my life and my career or the things that I like to do for my community, that 
I want to be more cautious and aware of that person and see if I can be a part of, again, a part of the solution and not part of the problem. And I feel like a lack of knowledge, you know, me being a teacher, yeah. lack of knowledge is always a problem. So the fact that I didn't know who was the head of the DOE, who's the secretary of education, like these are things that I need to know so I can actively be a part of the conversation. And so I, I want to put that on my vision board that as we get a new presidential uh, cabinet going in and things like that, I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly, so that I can make informed decisions about the teaching that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that's been something that something that did come out of 2020 and, and everything that happened from March forward was just really thinking about how I teach and trying yes. to find different ways to teaching dance to kids and like I teach at a school and I teach at a charter school in Brooklyn like I teach black and brown kids and I'm not right so like what can I do to be better at my job and and help them and so yeah that's why I'm really excited to come into 2021 with new ideas and, mm. and lessons and and hoping that you know, they get just as excited as I am. Um, so our next question we have to ask, what is something from 2021 for you career-wise or personally that you want to leave behind that you don't want to Oh, bring, from 2020? That you don't want to bring with you out of the plethora of crazy things that happened last year. What don't want you, what is something that you don't want to bring with you into the new year? Um, I think career-wise, I or professionally, we can call it. Um, I, I don't want, I want to leave behind being quiet or not trusting myself. I think that um, in terms of teaching, there was a lot going on last year, the 2019 into 2020 year, um, just in terms of like my actual school location. I was technically working for two schools. There was like a lot of layers to my position that unfortunately weren't going um, I, I would say like weren't going the way that I necessarily thought or had expected them to go. And so oddly enough, and I've said this before, I think that break when they told us to go home and take your stuff, you might not come back, you know, on March, what was it, like March 8th or 9th was like actually a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think like, I didn't, I didn't speak up enough for what I, you know, believed in or wanted out of a dance program and dance classes, especially like being a person who like, I've done this before. I've taught this before at schools, at charter schools before, like I'm the expert in this field and I know what I'm doing. I kind of let this idea of like, well, I'm working for a new company overpower me. Um, and as 2020 went on, and as we went into this new school year, this new 2020, 2021 school year, and I actually got a promotion, I've become way more vocal and it's been good. And it, you know, and I I've learned how to have these conversations and be respectful and, and listen and collaborate, um, more, um, so I want to, I want to just leave behind that not trusting myself. And then the same with choreographing. I think that sometimes I get a little like, oh, I don't know if my work is good enough to submit for a project or a lab or a festival, right? Or like, oh, I've never really done dance for camera. Like, that's going to take so much work. Like, I don't know if I can do it. 
And instead, like, I'm leaving that behind and I'm just going like, nope, like I'm doing this. Like I said, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I'm starting on a project now in January, it's going to get completed and we're submitting work this year to everyone, even if it doesn't necessarily feel like the right type of work for a certain project, we're going to submit it and we're going to see what happens. Um, Because this is the year that I, this is the year that I like produce and put out work. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think those, those are my big ones professionally. And then personally, something that I've been working with, you know, over the past few months with the pandemic and everything is just really like putting myself first. And, and um, I think as the years have gone on, I've gotten better at it, but continuing to really go, nope, like I, I'm not going to do work right now, or I, I don't want to go see, you know, so-and-so right now, even if they're my best friend, because I just need to do something for me, right? Or, um, yeah, and and surrounding myself with people who care about me in that way and respect me in that way. And if you don't, and there's a problem, that's okay. And it's okay if we don't talk and it's okay if we don't see each other. Um, that's okay. So, it's, yeah. It's so funny that you say that. I think that's those are my two things I also want to leave behind the two ending ones. Like, is professionally it's like I got thing I, like I felt like when I submitted for the things the gigs that I got last year that it was kind of like look like just throw at the wall see if something sticks and then I got them and I felt like I had imposter syndrome like I'm gonna pretend like I believe here belong here even though I don't and then I started speaking with the colleagues that are I worked with and a lot of them were like what are you talking about we love this we love you know like I, I received several really nice compliments about things that I was exceptionally insecure about and I was like oh I I deserve to be in this space um I am just as worthy and like trusting in the knowledge and, that I and training that I've received and have nourished over the years so I want to leave behind the self-doubt that comes with that yeah um professionally like I just want to stop I'm going to be better about doubting myself um and my abilities when it comes to outside of teaching like teaching wise I'm pretty good about being like raw I've been doing this long enough you're not going to tell me otherwise but going into theater spaces I often get very just the same as everyone else my resume isn't big enough you know I know one particular instance last year I end up choreographing twice now that I think about it next to a choreographer that has a massive regional theater on her resume. I'm like, how are her and I on the same level? But she complimented my work. I complimented hers and everyone was like, mm, I don't see any difference. You're good. You're like, you're good. And I was like, oh, this is all in my head. So like yeah. I'm leaving that behind. That can stay with 2020 and it's shit show. And personally, I want to leave behind my procrastination of healthy habits. Um, I, again, I've done the training. I know how to be healthy. I A lot of times I just blatantly choose not to be healthy. Um, and so I, I guess that's kind of another goal I have for this year is to put, put my healthier uh, characteristics and, and, uh, and or healthier choices to the forefront and leave those moments where I just get emotionally overwhelmed so I revert back to eating comfort food that I know it's going to make me sick. I am lactose intolerant. Ice cream can no longer be a comfort food. You know, like but I I know that. Like I'm not I'm not ignorant to the fact, but I would just be like, I don't care. And then regret it the next day when literally 
instead of one bad decision affecting me for a day that because my body's sick, I would continue to just not eat anything for a day because my body needed to reset and all kinds of crazy things like that. I don't want to trigger my, I don't want to trigger my bad eating habits by not being healthy. Um, so yeah, I want to, I want to leave that kind of just ridiculous cycle of toxic health behavior behind. Um, yeah, I think that's a big one for me. Yeah. I have to ask. So no, no, go right ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so how are you going to follow through on these? Right. Because it's easy to make a vision board, right? Like I've already, I've already had girlfriends be like, let's do it again, or let's do a virtual, right? Like it's easy to do that. It's easy to say, it's easy to write down on paper, but how are you going to hold yourself accountable for making some of these happen because some of these are like you know like I definitely believe in the powers that be at the universe and stuff and knowing when you see your signs and like Mm. leaving it up to the universe but part of that is also like you have to put in you have to put in x amount of work oh yes to be able to align yourself for these opportunities or this lifestyle or whatever it may be so how are you going to do that so the first thing is um not letting the financial barrier of health get in the way because mm-hmm. like let's i mean danielle can both attest this eating healthy is not always cheap especially living in new york but in general eating healthy is not always cheap because you have to eat fresher foods fresher foods go bad quickly so you must eat them quickly so you must go grocery shopping often so the thing for me is that i like something small i went out and bought a magic bullet blender so that mm-hmm. instead of instead of being like oh I have to go all the way on the other side of town to get a smoothie I can get one here at my house and I you know can stock up on frozen the frozen fruit for that and that's perfectly fine um so that's one way as far as that habit and I also just I use my family to help with accountability um to just be like if you see me eating cheese make fun of me and that's because that's a thing for our family. It's like we we rag on each other just because that's normal for us. But I, I'm using the family and the people around me to like hold accountability. Like for whatever reason, the fates align. Every time I'm talking with my best friend, I'm always going to get food. And we always end up talking about it. And so he's always, he like has started being like, so what are you actually getting? Like, I know you're going to wherever, but what are you actually getting? And I'm really like, oh, mm, I'm actually getting this. That's not healthy. I shouldn't do that. Or that's going to make me sick. I shouldn't do that. It's not so much healthy, but that's going to make me sick. Um, As far as, so that's health-wise where I'm trying to break those bad habits. As far as the educational side, I have been watching who has been appointed, who has been nominated for appointments in active fields that actively affect me. Um, I have been reading the DOE emails that I get instead of ignoring them like I was for most of 2020. (laughs) Sometimes it's mentally very exhausting. However, it has made me aware of things. Whether I agree or disagree, it's made me aware of them. So I do appreciate that. And career-wise, like I said, I've started this project now and I'm collaborating with more friends. I'm reaching out to more of those, those dancers that I've worked with in the past or artists or dancers that I've trained, you know, if I have them on social media, I, you know, I'll just check in on them and be like, hey, 
that, you know, you doing that turning video in your garage, loved it. How are you? Are you good? What are you working on? Or do even some of my kids are just being like, I'm going back to college for year number, whatever, you know, checking in on them has just allowed me to keep those creative juices flowing. And also just giving space and time for things that really make me happy. Like, I know that I love Mm -hmm. watching, I, I love going down a YouTube rabbit hole of watching dance videos. So when I prep for my classes, I give myself that time to prep for my classes and also get lost on a YouTube rabbit hole to find new music, to find, you know, new choreographers, new choreographers or new dance studios and things like that, that like giving my, giving myself that space and that time and kind of making that part of my routine um, is how I've just been able to invest in myself more so that these goals and things that I want can happen. What about you? Um, so like I said earlier, um, in terms of career stuff, in terms of, I really want to choreograph and create work. Um, I'm giving myself deadlines, like I said earlier. So instead of getting myself overwhelmed with, let me apply to all of these different work opportunities, or let me try to, oh, there's a festival. Let me try to find work or work on a bunch of things. Like I'm doing one thing at a time. So I have a project I'm gonna, I'm starting to work on. It's in the early stages and I gave myself a deadline. Um, so I like made a list of the things I need to do with the people I need to contact and a, a date of it needs to be choreographed and filmed by this date. And then it needs to be edited by X date. So it's ready to submit to festivals. Um, and with that being said, I want to not to overwhelm myself, but maybe every, you know, every other month or so start to work on a new project and continuously mm. spend time each week, right? Looking on, you know, all of the websites, what's, what is there to submit this work for? Um, something that I started doing very recently too, on like more of a personal level was giving myself time every Sunday night to just kind of like get my stuff for the week in order. So something I started doing was like, look, actually looking at my bank account and and like what, what bills are automatically coming out this month or do I need to go grocery shopping so I can really stay focused on like actually saving money and knowing what's in there, right? Especially, you know, I started doing this like around the holidays when I was buying presents and stuff. And so with that, okay, well, I'm spending time, you know, Sundays doing that I can also spend time Sundays or another day going through and seeing what there is to submit for um and then part of you know having really awesome dance lessons and getting excited about those is for me is uh allowing myself to not work so making sure that you know, I have my little sticky notes of what needs to be done each day or each week and I get it done and I put my computer away and I really am like, it'll be fine. So I've been working really hard on that um, because then that just gives me the space after work to do what I need to do or what I want to do. Um, And that's part of the whole, like just really being present and taking care of myself first is putting that computer away. Um, and those are kind of like the things I'm doing to hold myself accountable. I'm also working with a uh, friend of mine who's working on her own um, business and project right now. And she is also like a dancer and a choreographer and a mover. And so we're really just kind of 
trying our best to keep each other kind of on track and she's asking the hard questions and did I get this done and did I finish this and and you know what did I do this week um so I think that that will be really great and I also truly believe like when I'm excited about my work, like I love dancing, I love teaching, I love choreographing. And when I'm actually doing that and I'm excited about it and making it happen, then I'm just like vibing higher. And if I'm vibing higher, like I'm surrounding myself with people I like better. I'm only talking to those people who are doing that. And I'm just like attracting better opportunities and people and things, you know? So I, I really do believe in that like the energy you put off will really attract you know that type of energy in your life and so that's also part of this like I'm excited to do this project I'm excited to work on these lessons it's only going to help me be a better healthier person um so yeah that's how I'm going to try to hold myself accountable so I would say to you guys like something Danielle both said find someone an accountability buddy Mm-hmm. to help you achieve these goals and get the things that you want and also to just be aware of like what what the space and things you need to make these things happen like I said I know for me that like I don't deadlines are a good thing for me sometimes but sometimes I also know I'll create a deadline and force myself into something I can't create so like mm. just being honest with yourself about your needs is how you just make make these things happen um but this is also our anniversary episode so I have to ask what is one of your favorite episodes that we've done over the last two years like oh my goodness third year of doing this right yeah like we've done oh my goodness I don't know Three years worth of episodes? I should look this up. I should know this. We've done a lot. Um, over a hundred episodes. So let's start there. But uh Yes. Um I've loved um I really like our question episodes. Those are always really fun to get questions from students or people we've worked with or just people who ask us like via social media. Like those are always really fun to answer. Um I also like this was a really early on episode, but just talking about like competition days and dance moms and all of that, like, it's just so ridiculous and funny. So that will always be one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Um, We've also had some like really cool people like come and talk to us too. And like, I always love when we have someone sit down and and chat with us. Um, So yeah. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Cause I like for me one of my like favorite episodes was like <laughs> the uh, our our episode about um, where we sat down with oh my god is it another podcast it was health and fitness and I'm absolutely terrible and I see their post oh the um habitual health habitual health yes. we sat down with habitual health and like we were talking again they're in totally different worlds than us um. But, like, to sit down and talk with them about, you know, just, like, where things are going. Like, yeah, that was episode 91. Oh, gosh. Um, about where things are going and health-wise in that industry and, like, how our industries are close but different. And, like, that was just, like, I never, when I thought about this podcast, I never thought about that, you know. I never, those were not, I, I wasn't thinking about episodes like that, you know, but that's been really cool. Um, collaborating with other podcasts like what is he gotta love the internet 
Um, that was so weird. That was it very still weird. says recording though, so we'll hopefully we're work. good. Uh, like my internet yeah. just stopped for like four seconds. <laughs> like the minute That's I clicked so on random. it, it was coming back up again. And I was like, but why did you stop in the first place? Um, what was I going to say? But I would say that like, uh, yeah, like uh, doing shows with other podcasts never really occurred to me. And so I've really enjoyed those episodes or just like the random topics that like didn't seem like they would get much attention and then have people come back to us and be like, oh no, but actually I totally agree with you on that. Like completely. So like, that's been a, that's been a very interesting like journey along the way mm-hmm. to just see how, how we've grown and changed and how the podcast has developed. And I've really enjoyed that. We started this guy in 2018. Yeah, so that'll be three years. Yeah, three full years. Wow. And we're starting on four. That is insane to me. Yeah. It's been really fun, though. Like, it's definitely yeah. been awesome. And I know I've said this before, but, like, I've had, like, friends or friends of friends who, like, are not teachers or dancers or choreographers or performers or actors or anything in this field be like, do you know, I listen to your podcast. So like, that's fun. Or, um, the ones for me is like friends that are like, does all that really happen? Like I, we, I think it was after the uh, one man army episode where me and Danielle discussed having, oh my God, I pulled it in front of me now. Where we discussed that end of the year show where like you're one mm-hmm. dance teacher for the entire school doing everything. Yep. Yep. Still hasn't changed. Um, but we, I remember putting out the episode like the following, like following fall, a teacher at the school came to me and was like, I listened to your podcast. Like, oh my God, thank you. You know, like thinking like, mm-hmm. episode. I listened to the episode called One Man Army. Is that really how it is? And I was like, we're prepping for the Christmas show now. I literally have Santa hats on one arm, reindeer tights on the other arm. And like the auditorium is full of kids running around me. It's absolutely a real thing. Right. And she was like, oh, I I would have never known. You cover it so well. I was like, because it's my job. Like everyone else has a job. Right. So like, right. I was like, but I was just like, that was just a point of topic we chose. But I was like, yeah, like that's, this has been, mm-hmm. this guy is here and it is in fact a real thing. So. Yeah. I know. It's always funny. Like I always warn, I always like jokingly warn my coworkers and stuff like I am going to turn into a like a psycho person the week before a show and everyone's like ha 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 and I'm like no really because I'm literally doing everything by myself usually with like limited support not like on purpose but because like people are just like I don't know what to do or how to support you so I'll give you what I know you know that's unfortunately like part of being an arts educator um in a non like art school is like they just you know they just don't know it's the fault of no ones but um they, there just aren't departments big yeah. enough you know like it's one of those right things, at a non-art school like at art schools you will often have multiple theater teachers multiple dance teachers you know you will have a ballet teacher a modern teacher right. a jazz teacher a music theater teacher so that when it comes time for that concert you have four teachers to get everything accomplished that right exactly for a lot of places Exactly. So yeah, yeah, that one's always interesting to talk about, um, for sure. Well, with that being said, the curtain has closed in this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. 
You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are at Point PYT on all social media platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Pointer Toes, the adventures of NYC Next. <laughs>